0: Welcome to the Lunch Break Hymn Sing, a podcast dedicated to the rediscovery of hymns, both ancient and modern, as well as the authors who penned them. I'm your host, Frank Aiken. Thank you for tuning in, and if you like the content of this podcast, please make sure to follow and subscribe for future episodes. If you were to walk into a church in England in the late 17th century, more than likely you would experience the singing of metrical psalms. Of the most well-known psalters of its day was a Sternhold and Hopkins psalter. It was such a popular psalter that many churchgoers would have it bound to their Geneva Bibles, the Bible that predates the King James Version by over 50 years. Young Isaac Watts would attend such a church and would sing such psalms. There was something about these arrangements that did not sit well with him. He came to the conclusion that, quote, "...such words are entirely wanting in the dignity and beauty that should characterize every part of a Christian service." His father challenged him to come up with something better, and that he did. It would be a defining point in church history, as Watts would help to reshape congregational singing as he would be known as the Godfather of English hymnody, Isaac Watts was born in 1674 during what was known as the Act of Uniformality. This was an act which prescribed the form of public worship and prayer to the established Church of England to be in accordance with the rites and ceremonies of the Book of Common Prayer. Certain clergymen who refused to take the oath were rejected from their homes and became known as dissenters. Watt's father was among those who refused to take that oath and was in prison when Isaac was born. 1688 was a year known in the history of England as the Glorious Revolution, where William of Orange invaded England. In 1689, with the passage of the Toleration Act, nonconformists such as the Watt's family were free to meet openly with their congregations. This time really shaped Isaac spiritually. He writes these words in a private journal. Fell under considerable convictions of sin, 1688, and was taught to trust in Christ, 1689. Watts began writing poetry at a young age and completed much of his hymn writing with the exception of his treatment of the Psalms by the time he was 21 years of age. It would be another ten years before he would publish his work. But in 1707, he finally published his collection of hymns called Hymns and Spiritual Songs, totaling 365 writings. The hymns were not well received at first, mainly due to the church's long tradition of singing only the metrical psalms. Still, over a short time, these hymns gained in their popularity. Watt's main writing style was a four-line verse in common short or long meter. His hymns spoke to the common man as they were written in a language that they could understand. He even published a children's hymnal that was titled Divine Songs Attempted in Easy Language for the Use of Children. Finally, in 1719, he had finished his work on the Psalms, simply titled, The Psalms of David Imitated in the Language of the New Testament and Applied to the Christian State and Worship. In his own words, here was his reasoning behind this work. Should I address God, my Savior, in a song with burnt offerings and the fat of rams? Why should I bind my sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar? Why must I join David in his legal or prophetic language to curse my enemies when my Savior has taught me to love and bless them? What need is there that I should wrap up the shining honors of my Redeemer in dark and shadowy languages? By the time he was 46 years old, his work in hymn writing was coming to an end. Yet he would live for another 30 years, preaching at the Mark Lane Independent Church, where he began his ministry at the age of 24. He died on November 25, 1748, and will be remembered for hymns such as joy to the world, O God, our help in ages past, when I survey the wondrous cross, and alas, and did my Savior bleed, written in 1707, to which a chorus and tune were added, by Ralph Erskine Hudson.
1: Alas, and did my Savior bleed And did my Sovereign die Would He devote that sacred head Crimes that I had done, he groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. At the cross. The cross where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Christ the mighty maker died for man the creature's sin thus might I hide my blushing face while his dear cross of my heart in thankfulness and melt my eyes to tears. At the cross, at the cross, where I first my sight and now I am happy all the day but drops of grief can ne'er repay The debt of love I owe Dear Lord, I give myself away Tis all that I can do At the cross, at the cross Where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away it was there by faith i reached
0: We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the lunch break hymn sing i'm frank aiken and as always thanks again for tuning in we look forward to seeing you next week until then enjoy your lunch break